This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, sorceresses, bards, and beasts welcome back to the witcher lore cast this is your host tom or robots i don't know if we have any beasts listening to us toasty do you think they gotta be out there they I mean, gotta be out there i mean there's you you're a lesson so like if you're part of the i feel like i'm a lesson yes we've we've talked about this i thought it was a bard past. i thought we figured no, out that no I was a... no no you've been a lesson this whole time you're just pretending not to be Oh, is that how that so, goes? Well, yeah. Welcome yeah. back, Toasty. This is Toasty. I'm, Hi. I'm Tom or Robots. We do the show together. This is this is a man. We're doing a fun episode this week. We last last week we talked about Kaidwin. 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 I still don't know how I want to pronounce that name. I, I prefer Kaidwin, but I don't think there's like a set definite or pronunciation there definition dear god <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well but so anyway we, we've been talking about different locations and things and toasty and i were like okay where to go this week and we're switching from location to person and who better to discuss this week than the sorceress who is in charge of the sorcerizing what's the word that goes with that sorcering magicizing magic magicianing i feel like i mean like on their most recent like episode of critical role matt mercer said the word sorcering and i feel like if he said it it means it's like gotta be real right like it's gotta be an actual mm-hmm. word mm-hmm. yeah so she is the she's in charge of sorcering for the the king of kaidwin right mm-hmm. yep the king the king and uh, the king. and so who is who is this sorceress we will be discussing today toasty uh so tom we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about uh sabrina glevisig uh, sabrina <laughs> i was is that what that's from i, I was i don't know what the hell that Sa- was sabrina the witch <laughs> so this is the bit we're doing today <laughs> is that who we're talking about this week that's super exciting man <sighs> melissa joan hart man she was a cutie pie back in the day the silence again again with the silent approval toasty silently approving my my bits my jokes so um yeah sabrina this is enough right like this is enough of the episode like to, to be done to, uh, to be done yeah, i don't know how, how far can... are we in is this is like what four minutes in yeah like it's just a mini episode and then we're just know? done like, okay a little mini episode that's good enough right that's it then we're done that's it so sabrina the witch is the sorceress of kaidwin good night everybody that, that's it that's the end of the episode yep that's that's so i get the sense that you're you're that she's not the same sabrina then is this what you're trying to tell me 
from the TV show, the hit TV show of the 1990s, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You know, I only existed for like a very small portion of the 90s. Do you even know who I'm talking about? I do. I do. Because they like have decided to like rerun that shit like so many times. I'm pretty sure there's one on right now. Probably. I keep running into the gifts whenever I'm like putting out the tweet because I type Sabrina and everyone's like mm-hmm. that you mean this one. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I got to put the last name. Uh, yeah. So, so, okay. So we're talking Sabrina Glevisig, which I don't mm-hmm. think is the teenage, witch's last name because her she's last name, not a teenager. She's not a teenager. Right? And her last name from the TV show is the teenage, witch, which is a weird last name. So Glevisig. Yeah. Yeah. So. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, so the witcher one is different. We get to, mm-hmm. we meet her on the TV show yes yes we do so um i'm just gonna give a little bit of a rundown because we've talked about it probably enough before but um just specifically uh she was there at artuza with yennefer um best bud she was super the, yeah, super tight like super close tied um, at she the, was tied at the hip yeah, that's she a was, weird expression tied at the hip like you're doing like a three-legged race I can't think of another time you would ever be tied at the hip with somebody. This migraine med change for you must be really making you like, I don't know that I'm that different. Like you're like super like ADHD tonight and I'm the one with ADHD <laughs> here. So that's the problem. Okay. I'll, I'll start talking about <laughs> Sabrina and you do the interjections. Okay. That's fine. Go All ahead. right. So she was at Eratusa with Yennefer and they were like best buds and she was like the know-it-all sorceress who got everything right the first time and yen was like screw her because stupid know-it-all sabrina and sabrina was like ooh, 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 i've got all the answers i've got all the answers and then her neighbor would like climb in through the window and like like a teenager does you know when that stuff happens and then all of a sudden you'd end up with Oh no, it's happening. It happened double I double clicked it. Oh crap. That's that's all I got so far. You didn't even you didn't, you didn't even interject. Yeah, because you, I would like to like finish you, a podcast tonight. That's that's okay, kind sorry. of my Alright, <laughs> go on. God. Uh anyways, about like twenty-five percent of what Tom said was correct there. Um the first part essentially she was like the ace student um she did get basically everything right she did uh she was like the star people uh she could catch lightning in a bottle like nothing else Um, which we saw on the show yep Mm uh the only one to like do it successfully um and then we see her later on in in season one when uh she kind of gets uh with the the conclave of the northern mages where they all meet up and decide whether to just abandon Sintra to Nilfgaard or not um or if they should intervene at all and she sides with Tesea who wants to you know defend the north from Nilfgaard so they don't just run them over probably a good choice yeah, it's a pretty good choice probably. um i think i'm and, i think i'm cool okay so she gets she gets a mark on the I'm cool with her list. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm giving her a, a vote of cool. 
Mm-hmm. And then we see with her part at uh, Sodden Hill that she plays um, where she like helps out. Um, pretty sure she's like a badass archer, which was cool. Um, and then uh, she's helping to defend things along with the 22 other mages. And then she gets infected by this like silver metal earworm parasite. Um, and it turns her bad and she stabs Yennefer and then they explode off of a, a parapet. Um, yeah. But, and, but, and that totally wasn't her fault. That was the whole that was, that was, thing. That was dark magics that Francesca was, was using um, to make her do that. And then, uh, you know, we see her later on in, in season two with uh, just that. Remind me if I'm missing anything, but I'm pretty sure it's only the part where they're having a bath <laughs> and you can see think... the antagonistic relationship that her and Yennefer have together. Yeah, that, but it was like it was like a like eh, yeah, like, like a playful uh, antagonism. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was like one of those like eh, we're used we used to be really competitive, but okay, we're friends still. Yeah. It was one of those. But yeah, yeah. I think for the most part that's all we see of her in season two. I think you're right. Yeah, I believe so. Um and and that's specifically the uh the the show um as far as like game slash book iteration um we do know that uh the same thing essentially is that she uh, attended artuza on the isle of Thanet in the 1180s um mm-hmm. and had a uh a friendship slash rivalry with yennefer during their teaching uh until they graduated together in 1186 so so the show got it right yeah they they got the relationship right okay because i I know a lot of people like to pick on the show for like well the show changed this and so changed that you know so but what this part's right yeah one thing that the show didn't quite get right Mm -hmm. and i didn't think about this because you know it's it's hard to like remember all the key things that happened like at the books and stuff is that they didn't make her in they didn't make her as much of a bitch as she normally. <laughs> she wasn't bitchy enough on she the show. Wasn't bi- I mean, she is kind of quiet. Like if when you go back and like we we did that oh, rewatch. She was not quiet in the books, though. Right. Sabrina Gloversig right. was not a quiet character in the books. Anytime she wasn't in it much, but when she was, let me tell you, not quiet. Yeah, because we did the all. rewatch back in the fall, and mm-hmm. she does show up, and she you know when she's put on the spot, she you know star student she kind of does her thing and to say is like sabrina show them how it's done you know those those kinds of moments but she doesn't really flaunt it you know she's not up there going like i don't know talking herself up very much in the show Mm -hmm. but like a book version of her she does I, I, i I don't know if specifically bragging, but she does do a lot of complaining. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> um, so one of the uh, first real big things that we, we, uh, we see her uh, in the books is uh, the, the coup of Thaned, um when kind of like, all the the mages and stuff kind of get together and have like this big party um and uh, this is this is like a spoiler for people who haven't read the time of contempt if you're planning on it 
you might want to skip this part if you don't want any spoilers for it because i know a lot of people are actually like reading the books now um but in uh june 1267 so you know this is like ooh, what's the math on that it's, it's less than 100 years but it's close to a century uh since they grad like graduated from artism um they attended uh, or she attended the the last night of the conclave of thin ed specifically the last night uh i guess fashionably late kind of person like super um, fashionably late right like yeah like barely showed up mm-hmm. and uh it was the night of the banquet um at the beginning of the banquet she uh did she she talked with Jennifer and Geralt's uh which the uh the discussion was mostly just exchanging hidden insults with Unifer, uh, because that's the kind of relationship. They, like, you know, the, the political banter, when you're so good at speaking, you know how to insult someone without actually just directly saying it to their face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's how good they are at, like, this whole, like, political courtesy thing, because they're, like, complimenting each other while also insulting each other at the same time. Right. Backhanded um, compliments. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of stuff, the kind of dialogue they did really well in Game of Thrones before that <laughs> show went downhill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, later on, um, having a conversation with uh, Marty Sodogren. Don't know about that one. It's got an O with the two little dots above it. So I, I already know I messed it up. Um, about <laughs> uh, their confusion of how Geralt could be attending a party with Yennefer because Yennefer is so insufferable. (laughs) She just doesn't get how Geralt could like stand her. It just doesn't make any sense to them at all. Um, Including a joke about uh, betting him on the rocks Hmm. Hmm. down on like the, the Rocky coast or something. It was like, uh, yeah. Um, and I would just like to say for the record that Geralt did not, in fact, bed Sabrina. I know that sometimes when that comes into question, the answer is usually, yeah, Geralt definitely did it. Um, he actually didn't this time. Um, she believe was, it or not. She was too uh, complaining. Uh, yeah, which uh, <laughs> and, and Geralt did, in fact, hear this entire conversation that they had because he was eavesdropping. Uh-huh. With his like a witcher hearing uh-huh. so you know they're talking over there don't think he can hear and he's just like standing getting getting some snackies and just like <laughs> laughing at at uh just i guess gossip essentially is what it is right um right and then uh hours after everyone fell asleep that night uh she joined with uh some of the other mages in their um attempt to detain uh everyone that they suspected of being allies with Nilfgaard, including mm. uh and this like i said big spoiler warning because this is probably leading to like the future seasons of the show kind of spoilers i would guess maybe not who knows well they are but, doing uh, a lot of political stuff with the show so it would but, make sense that some of this stuff is going to play out with the with the mages i assume it is that because they mentioned that siri going to artuza and this is this is the time um but uh the uh or vilgefortz who was like then seen as like the number one ally of nofgard um 
and then you know stuff start going down it's it's a lot of a lot of bad stuff starts happening in this uh in this time like the eratusa gets attacked by like the Scoyatel and Nilfgaard and it's like all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, it's not great. Everything just kind of goes downhill and then she like runs off to do something. And that's Ben can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's really the last time we see her in the books. Well, no, not the last time we see her in the books, but have that whole situation. Um, and uh, then we get to uh, one of the other big, big plot points. Um, it, but I don't know. Do do we want a mid break first? Do we, uh, do, we can do that. We can do that. Do the mid break first. We're, okay. we're going to tease them with the other big plot point, and then we'll do the mid break, and then we'll be back. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. So. This is the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, all 15 of you, for being here to help support us and keep the show going. We really do appreciate it. And a big shout out to our higher vampire tier five patrons, Ben of Tamaria, who's here in chat with us, and Bane, the hospital guy, and all mm-hmm. the other, the 13 other patrons. Thank you so much for being here and supporting us. And, um, we don't have any other uh, ratings or reviews to read out this week. Nothing new came in. But um, first of all, if we're helping you get through your work day, your work week, your workout, your drive to work, you're working on the railroad, you're working it at the club, at the club, know. you're twerking, you're twerking <laughs> and working it, then go to patreon.com slash Witcher Lorecast and check out all the different tiers where you get ad free episodes t-shirts joining us on future episodes the car wash ben says in chat you know car wash any of that stuff um then you know you you can even sign up the and join song, us. right that's the song right working at the car wash. at the car wash yeah yeah oh, i'm not gonna do any more of it because yeah, keep singing yeah, we'll get I'm sure that dmc in trouble at all yeah absolutely <laughs> uh but yeah you can join us next week next week is our patron chat episode we record those mm-hmm. at our usual usual times mondays at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific over here on twitch or on youtube or on facebook whatever channel you prefer whatever service you prefer on the robots radio channels for each of those and we'd love to have you join us we're going to figure out what we're talking about i don't think we've determined a specific topic yet but mm-hmm. we'll be talking about that over on the robots radio discord so if you've got some ideas about what you'd like to discuss then toss them our way and if you haven't signed up yet you've still got time as long as you sign up before the actual episode in fact you could sign up during the episode we've had people do that before too we've had people do that <laughs> and we have let them yeah it, it was it's great yeah so toss them, toss them our way toss them like a coin to your witcher there, there you go there you go but um yeah and also if you decide to leave us a rating or a review on apple podcasts even if you don't listen on apple podcasts if you want to help us out and you have an apple account you can just go log in over there look up the podcast you just search just search witcher lorecast apple it'll be the first mm-hmm. result click on it and just leave us a little review put some words in there give us five stars we'll read it out on a future episode of the show and you can talk about how handsome toasty is with his silvery witcher hair which you can see on the video or live stream versions of the show i haven't talked about that in a while Jeez, that yeah, it's still there year. it's still there i know it's still there i live with it every day it's still there year. i'm telling i'm telling them it's still there okay you're not yeah, the only I... person we're talking to toasty 
This show isn't all about you. We have an audience. It's true. There's other people here right now listening to us talk right now about the next thing right now. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. And that next thing right now has to do with Sabrina. Toasty rolled his eyes so hard that I think it might have hurt. You know, sometimes when you move your eyes in certain ways, you can actually, it's kind of painful. Was it painful, Toasty? I'm pretty sure I gave myself a headache. With that yeah, one, a little bit. I think what? it was worthwhile. I think so. I hate that so much. I think it was. It's going to be our, like, we're gonna just going to get a bunch of one star ratings after this episode. I think, I think it's that, that bad. Yeah. Tanking. We're driving, the, we're driving the show into the ground. One star rating. How do you feel about that? Into the ground. You know, no news is bad news. That's what I always say. All publicity is good publicity. Okay, what's this? What's the next thing that you, you teased us on? What's this next thing about Sabrina? I'm not going to hit the button. I'm not doing it. What's the next thing about Sabrina? We're going to talk about the lodge. The Lodge of Sorceresses? Yes. That one. That, that one? exact lodge. The powerful ladies who do magic things together? Magic things and political things. Ooh. And political magic things. Well, that sounds powerful. Go, I don't, go like, on. I don't know what this facial expression is. <laughs> I didn't have scared. another word, so I just revisited the word power. Um, okay, you look guilty, and I didn't like it. I was it. like, okay. I was going to go for the better word, and then I didn't, I didn't have one, so I just okay, said power. So it was embarrassment. That's fine. <laughs> okay, like, you know, I'm out of words. <laughs> Anyways, so um, Sabrina Glovesig was one of the sorceresses invited by Philip Eilhart to uh, Monte Calvo, Monte Calvo in August 1267. So later the same year as the coup, not, not much longer, uh, two, two months. Um, she spent most of her time here uh, expressing disdain and distrust um, for Francesca Findebeyer. Um, Elf lady. You know, yeah yeah i'm just reminding people the elf lady yeah yeah um yeah for uh betraying the brotherhood and siding with Nilfgaard. Mm -hmm. so you know uh she wasn't she wasn't fond of that over a real big uh i really don't have another term here and i, I like don't like it but like northern supremacy essentially mm. is kind of, she, she kind of falls under that category. Um, uh, a Siri of our Anahid, who she assumed was a spy for Amir, um, and Philippa for, uh, presumably spying for her ex lover, Dijkstra. So she's basically just like, you know, can't trust any of y'all people. So watch it, it, she was very vocal about this. She, she is not, uh, she did not hold her tongue quite as much. Um, 
But when Philippa revealed that the lodge would only be formed, or sorry, when Philippa uh, revealed that the lodge would only be formed by women members, Sabrina suspected <laughs> that it was because of her newfound sexuality, <laughs> which she also vocalized. <laughs> wait, um, what? Wait, 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 what? She was basically saying that because Philippa uh, came out as liking women, um, Oh, that, so post Dijkstra, post Dijkstra, yeah, like ex lover Dijkstra, she had a uh, like a sexual, a personal sexual revolution of sorts, where she was yes. like, okay, n- no more dudes for me, just ladies. Mm-hmm. And, and Sabrina was like, you're only forming this lodge of sorceresses of only women because. You're because, attracted to women now because you're a lesbian and now you just want to get with all of us. Y- yes, Got but it. that was not the case. Got um, it. Okay, so she was suspicious of her. Yeah, uh, Got it. but it was uh, Philippa. Uh, you clarified that the reason she was doing it is because men are mentally unstable, subject to emotions, and under critical circumstances, not reliable. <laughs> I mean, humans basically can be defined by that in general so sure yes but i it's it's the the fact that philippa and the rest of them were kind of subjected in this situation of like it was yeah the northern kingdoms were run by men making all the decisions right and everything was going to crap right so i mean that's in charge it'll be better that's i mean that makes sense you know like all these all these big powerful kingdoms being run by men into the ground why not give women a shot mm-hmm. sure and hey why not Let's see what yeah. happens i support it I look maybe it'll be, to the maybe it'll be better in, you know what let's just try it out in our own world what if we were just like hey let's just give let's just give it a century let women run everything and see if it works out better we haven't tried it before. I would not be opposed to this. I mean, it might work out better. Like, like we don't know. <clears throat> All right. Well, yeah, so yeah. what happens? So what happens next? Uh, uh, and again, uh, on the theme of Sabrina voicing her concerns about everything, um, she concerned that she was afraid that the lodge would require her to become apolitical meaning not having any political affiliation. Um, And she told everyone that uh, she outright refused to give up any of her political influence because at this point she was, you know, head advisor to King Hinsult of Guidewin. And pretty, pretty high level stuff. And and in that position, because of the way King Hinsult was, she was like, in charge of like 45 to 50 percent of the kingdom in that sense yeah he, he was kind more. of a yeah he was kind of a political puppet for it her. was like yeah yeah it was like he does the war stuff she does all the other stuff um so you know she's obviously in a very powerful political situation uh so she wants to keep that influence uh and also because uh she needed the protection because she was certain that uh, Nilfgaard would want revenge for her part that she played in the Battle of Sun Hill. Um, so makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we move that move on to the second meeting of the lodge, um, and same place. And uh, 
<laughs> at the beginning of which she refused to eat oysters. <laughs> she was very picky about her food, even. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. She, she didn't want any oysters. She wanted venison over plums. Um, okay. And I got to be honest, neither of those sound appealing to me i mean if you slather oysters in enough butter and garlic then they just become a delivery vessel for butter and garlic that's kind of the way that stuff usually works i just never had oysters yeah like a lot of that the thought of it just it's it's not that me it's really not that great it's just delivery it's just ways of ingesting more butter and garlic when it really comes down to it and uh See, the thing is, is I can't remember if this was said specifically, but my guess <laughs> here is because oysters are an aphrodisiac. Oh, is this it? So this is part of it. It was her trying not to get See, I, I, I can't remember if this is said specifically, but I imagine mm-hmm. that she's still like, Philippa, Philippa right. wants to smash me uh-huh. and like she's giving me aphrodisiacs I don't know about that mm-hmm. so I'm going to eat my venison over plums mm-hmm. and okay. you, you won't get me this time Philippa so <laughs> get out of my pants Philippa of yeah. yeah pretty much yeah. Um, <laughs> right and then when uh, Francesca teleported in accompanied by Yennefer and Ida Emian Apsivni a name that's a name um okay she hatefully stated that uh only vilgefortz is missing as far as the uh the people that got away during the the coup of thin ed um specifically throwing this toxicity at uh at yennefer because that's just the kind of relationship they have and still 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 jabbing yennefer is kind of like a traitor at this point at least they perceive her to be because she's chilling with francesca even if it's not her choice but of course they don't know that they assume that she's doing it of her own free will right so this is this is other stuff that we're not going to go into on this episode but it's much bigger than just the details here Mm -hmm. we'll have to like dedicate about sabrina like episodes to Mm -hmm the lodge itself and like the meetings and stuff. Right. Um, but I guess the big point here is that she and Yennefer still, still jabby jabbing at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, then the, uh, just the meeting itself that talked about the war events, current world troubles, um, because you know, Northern kingdom versus Nilfgaard still going. Um, and her, her taking a firm stance that she believed that preserving the future of magic should be the top priority for all s- sorcerers, sorceresses, magic wielders of all kind. Um, and that's where they should keep their allegiances to other magic wielders. So very firm stance that like, let them fight their war as long as we preserve magic that's really what matters. And mm-hmm. it's kind of the thought of like, generally is that, um, is that, would you say that that's the main, main purpose of the lodge mm-hmm. as a whole? Like that's like, aside from any of these suspected reasons, no, of, they all have, the, I mean, this and to give a bit more clarification on the lodge is that it's a combined like conclave of sorceresses from every kingdom 
specifically mm-hmm. like um and, and including Nilfgaard. So they do like Fringilla is there. And then we have uh, Francesca, obviously, who's who's elven, like an elven sorceress. Mm-hmm. Um, and people still have beef and, with because everybody, everyone in this group definitely has a history at this mm-hmm. point. Yes, everyone does. Um, but so the majority of them are Northern Kingdoms, but I think specifically three uh, of them are uh, Nilfgaardian aligned in mm-hmm. this and it was like this is not we're not fighting each other here this is us getting together to decide the future of magic and and the continent without the influence of men who want to fight their wars right we got to think ahead to the future this is a neutral ground in order to determine the future of magic mm-hmm. for the continent not the political game that everyone else is playing mm-hmm. right. so uh and that's that would be the the last time i believe we see her in in the books because after that it gets very focused on siri and Geralt. um Mm -hmm. and then we have her game appearances um so she uh has an appearance in a it's not the core game it's a module that like came with it but it's not part of the main game uh, kind of a the first game, thing. the witcher one the first yes the mm-hmm. witcher one um where uh the the price of neutrality neutrality module um she appears in it she is with a noble woman camping out near Kermoran, uh and she is searching for uh eskul's child of surprise deirdre um because uh deirdre was born under the black sun and therefore is influenced by the curse of the black sun. So like Renfri. Wow. Yeah. And Sabrina wants to figure out the truth. So I think the noble woman just wants her to die. Um, mm-hmm. But Sabrina's like, well, if I autopsy her, because if there's a child of the black sun around, we got to autopsy him. <laughs> um, she, she was like, I could find out the truth about whether it's like real or not. Um, which is like, I get the you want to fact check, but like, can we do that without autopsying people? Does death please? have to be part of this? Like, can you right. like wait maybe and like until like Deirdre actually dies? Because like, like the, the mutated stuff will still be there if it's there. So like, I don't know. Like, you're going to live longer than Deirdre mm-hmm. probably well, because you're a sorceress. And- unless the mutant thing affects that. but then you'd have you kind of you might have your evidence there anyway yeah but uh so this this module actually takes place before the book series timeline um so it's like this weird like kind of uh, it kind of breaks things um which is probably why it was because Geralt is supposed to like first meet her on the isle of thanid um so but that's this is the timeline of what this this module is um so it's kind of shoehorned in yeah yeah uh and then for uh for the witcher 2 assassin of kings and we talked about a little bit about this uh, last week uh i'm just going to read uh her journal entry and as a quick reminder this happens after the events of the books because it's the the games Mm -hmm. and and it's the second game so it's even further after the events of the books yep 
So uh, the sorceress Sabrina Glovesig was from Ard Carrig, the capital of Kaidwen, and had been King Hinsult's advisor. The reader, however, should not be deceived by that term. This true daughter of the Kaidwini wilderness was famous for her determination and temperament, which we discussed exactly what that was. A certain type of temperament, yes. Yep. (laughs) There was no exaggeration to the rumors that on many occasions she would interrupt the king, thumping her fist on the table and yelling that he should shut up and listen. And the king would indeed shut up and listen. Sabrina Glevesig's predatory nature was paired with an equally predatory beauty, which she emphasized through appropriately chosen attire. Add to that the power she commanded as a sorceress, and it should become clear to what she owed her strong position, not only in Kaidwin, but also beyond its borders. This position could not protect her from the king's wrath, however, and when she failed Hinsult one too many times, the sorceress ended up at the stake where her life ended. Oof. So we get an end to the story here, or at least her yeah. story. Yeah, but like she would tell the king that he needed to shut up and listen and he would do it like that's yeah well that's, you do that too many times it looks like this is what it gets you well it, it wasn't her doing that he was fine with her doing it. it's just whenever like he needed her to do something and she failed it obviously wasn't a very tolerant king so sure sure um and as part of her revenge against insult uh when she was like dying at the stake she cast uh, a curse upon the the pontar valley uh that it, because she knew that hinsold wanted to like win it from adern um because i mean they needed it and he wanted it and really it's no other reason besides that um basically to where like you couldn't really step forward or step onto that land without dire consequences um in The Witcher 2, if you choose Roach's path, uh, this is this is Vernon Roach, not the horse Roach, just to clarify. Right. right. Um, yeah, it's funny that they have similar sounding names. Yeah. Uh, you can do the Blood Curse quest and visit the site of Serena's execution where you help King Hinsult break the curse by protecting him from wraiths while he slays Serena's ghost. I remember doing this. <clears throat> Did you play through this specific ending? it's been a while probably i remember (laughs) doing this this ending and uh not knowing much about sabrina at the time and like that was just you know i mean she's a freaky looking ghost and there's a bunch of wraiths and stuff and not Mm -hmm. fully understanding what this was about but tying this back together to you know who she was in the books and and the relationship to the rest of the sorceresses and all that makes this Mm -hmm. way more cooler once you understand the full concept of what's actually going on here Mm -hmm. yeah uh and then as for the witcher three uh she's obviously dead but there's a couple references um one uh she has a gwent card in Geralt's starting deck too so mm. you immediately have her card um and then uh during the blood and wine expansion you can find a notice board advertising cheap relics including a charred bit of kindling from saint sabrina glevesic's pyre suggesting that there's some sort of religious veneration around her now wow so huh that that's she, cool that's interesting to see if that 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 aspect of the religion has grown yeah in uh in uh 
the when when we get the new games the the next saga right i wonder what the the sainthood i mean the cleansing of the site maybe wondering if it has anything mm. to, either that or if it has anything to do with specifically because we know about the eternal fire mm-hmm. and like she was burned at the stake i wonder if it's like oh. when people are burned at the stake if like they've been cleansed by the eternal fire if there's like specific veneration that gets put around that person because she was they a were cleansed martyr? by the flames maybe she was a martyr for, for, she was for the cause i would say that she probably yeah i would say that she was in a sense because she she also went out with like a bang so <clears throat> yeah yeah maybe there's more that we don't know like oftentimes when they develop these games they write these backstories and then they take pieces of that that they work into the games but we don't necessarily get the full written backstory like that sits in the archives of the game developers and the writers um so there may be more there that they keep on pulling from and alluding to that we don't actually have access to yet so who knows maybe in the next game we'll get more of this stuff fleshed out and Mm -hmm. reference back to uh that could that'd be really cool so man interesting stuff uh i wonder if they're gonna change your appearance again (laughs) that was one thing i noticed while doing this is because uh, I don't know specifically how she was like described in the books, but I imagine it's similar to the show depiction because they did seem to try and keep to that. Um, Blonde and then yeah. attractive. Yeah. Um, uh, all of those. We, kinds of and we see her house. She looks at the show and then like in like the Witcher one, she looks like she's more like of a brunette. Um, and then like in witcher 2 she's like a redhead now so it seems like <laughs> right. she goes through many different mm-hmm. changes as far as her description is so or her portrayal so mm-hmm. that happens with the games though I, I feel like oftentimes um especially in the early games they were more interested in the storytelling than some of like the specific details like even Geralt's appearance changes in the the games um, mm-hmm. and his, his appearance in the books is very specific, but yet mm-hmm. the way he looks in the games kind of fluctuates and, and evolves. He just gets buffer and more attractive. <laughs> he as does. Time goes on. He does. That's really what it is. It's is totally it's like he's super ugly in the books. Yeah. Then he's like super ugly in game one. And then he looks a little bit better in game two. And then in Witcher three, he's like, damn well he, then he gets he gets, he gets facial hair up. and he's 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 a little bit more square jawed and he's you know mm-hmm. a lot more attractive looking dude and then you get henry cavill, to cavill play him like, it's like well all right specimens it's so like it's okay like, yeah. yeah he's got a super symmetrical face now and you know yeah okay great <laughs> and yeah no he doesn't even have cat eyes in the tv show so yeah, it's just kind of the way things go. They continue to evolve, but it has to appeal to a broader audience. So they can't. Nobody wants to be the ugly main character. Like that right. just doesn't appeal to selling things. So they they shift it for that reason. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, this is cool stuff. Um, next week we'll be talking with our patrons. So we're going to be coming up with a, a topic about what we're going to be discussing. So if you are joining us next week, feel free to toss out some ideas. We'll all agree on what that is for next week. So we'll be seeing you guys then. Tosi, you have anything else you want to share? I know you've got some plans for some future potential stuff. Maybe so, some other show uh, stuff. I don't, I don't think he'll get mad at me if I say it now. Probably so I, not. I'll be all right. Um, first off, follow us, the Wish Lorecast on Twitter. Um, hop into the 
the the robots radio discord and talk to us on the the witch of lorecast uh channel because i mean if you want your input to reflect on the show in some way like i i do like throw up an occasional poll in there like for best episodes and stuff like that if you want to you want to get you know your opinion weighed in there um and then for as for other stuff um i will be joining the uh the the fumbling four gang uh for their season two of cyberpunk um it's a tabletop rpg podcast uh mm-hmm. one of the shows on the robots radio network so you're going to be one of the one of the players one of the players, characters yes one yeah. of the players um and then I, I don't know if it's like i can like I don't, I don't know where they go with it but it seems like they're going to be bringing back the avatar tabletop and of course i was on that before and uh, we start that back up uh i'm i don't know when that might be but i will be on that as well so cool. it might cool. be hearing me play some interesting characters and things so nuts sweet well that sounds fun so yeah you guys can check that out and whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on just search the fumbling four and the almighty crit or cyberpunked was like cyberpunk apostrophe d um or what's the avatar one what's the full title of that one uh journey of the elements there you go that's it and then all the shows can also be found legends journey of the elements specifically because this is the tabletop yeah and if you have a hard time remembering that stuff go to robotsradio.net all the shows are listed there so that's an easy place you can go to find all of the different shows and all of my stuff so if you want to check out any of the different lore casts that i do so fallout elder scrolls uh, cyberpunk Mass Effect, which we would be doing tonight after the show, but my co-host is on vacation. So we've got that pre-recorded for that episode. And um, also the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, which we're already eight episodes in on. We're starting to talk about some of the some of the badass elves of the first age. So that's a lot of fun as well. But that's what we got going on. And I hope you guys will join us again next week because we're talking with our patrons and then we're into May and some more episodes with another uh another beastie another monster episode coming very soon so thanks for being here and until next time stay safe on the path all right everybody see you then later thanks for tuning into the witcher Lorecast. we'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the tv series and all your thoughts on everything Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.